Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, O Blessed Dawn of Easter Day.
It happened over 2,000 years ago, yet it's the single most significant event in all of history. The inventions of Thomas Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, and the Wright brothers have certainly improved their lives, but these are mighty small potatoes compared to this event. The walk on the moon seems almost miraculous, but its glory dims to the obscurity next to the greatest happening of all time, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most people are not impressed. It is an event talked about at Easter, but one might say, what does it matter to me? I'm busy just trying to survive. I have bills to pay, problems at work and problems at home. However, a person like that doesn't realize just how serious his problems are. He has yet to consider the most profound issue of all, where will I spend eternity? But then there are others who give thanks every day for the resurrection. Because of their perception of that event which happened so long ago, they have no anxiety about the future, no apprehension about death and eternity, and perfect peace about the present as well. But one can truly understand the significance of the resurrection. He must understand why Christ died. The reason is simple enough, simple to understand, that is, but hard to believe. 1 Corinthians 15.3 puts it in plain terms. Christ died for our sins. That's not difficult to understand, is it? If someone came to you and said, I just went to the bank and deposited some money to pay for your car, would you need scholars to interpret that statement? No, but you might have problems believing it, or you might doubt the ability of the person to perform such a deed. Christ's death on the cross seemed like defeat. Satan probably had a party. Peter, who had given up his occupation as a fisherman and had followed the Lord for three years, said, I'm going fishing. But Christ rose from the dead thereby conquering the devil and declaring to all sufficient funds on hand. The price for sin had been paid. Now let's go back to the fellow who said he would pay for your car. Imagine that after he makes his announcement, he says, all you have to do is go see the manager, sign a paper, and the funds will be released. Would you do it? If you believed the man, you would be at the bank within minutes. The Bible says, Christ died for your sins. However, there is something that you must do to receive the benefit of that payment. And according to Romans 10.13, you must call on the name of the Lord. Do you believe God's word? If so, why not trust Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior right now? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen now as the choir sings for us this beautiful song entitled, O Precious Lamb.
you are listening to During the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. This Resurrection Sunday, we will have special music and a message from God's Word based on the Resurrection. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock, 7 p.m., and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us at the piano this beautiful song, Lamb of God.
near the close of the Civil War, a man paid a visit to the battlefield of Tickamauga, where on September 19th and 20th, the Union Army under Rosencrantz was almost destroyed and driven back into Chattanooga by the Confederate Army under General Bragg. When this man visited the battlefield, it was not the beautiful memorial it is now with stately monuments rising among the trees. It still bore the scars of battle and was furrowed with recent graves. Over one of these newly made graves, a visitor saw a man on his knees planting flowers. Walking over to him, he said in a kindly voice, Is it a son who is buried here? No, the man answered. An uncle, then, I suppose, or perhaps a brother or some relation. No, the man replied again. The visitor then asked, May I ask, then, whose memory it is that you cherish and honor? Then the man told him why he was there to decorate the grave. He had been drafted into the Confederate Army, and the custom was that a draftee could pay a substitute to take his place. But no substitute could be found. And just before he was to say goodbye to his wife and family and report to the training camp, a young man came to see him and said, You have a wife and children depending on you. When you are gone, you cannot support them. But I am unmarried and have no one depending on me. Let me go in your place. The offer was accepted, and the young man went off in his place to the training camp. At the Battle of Tickamauga, he was fatally wounded. The news of his death drifted back to his southern home of the man who had place he had taken. As soon as he could save sufficient money, he made the journey to Tickamauga. After a search, he found the rudely marked grave of his friend. The visitor, much touched by the narrative, went on his way over the battlefield. On his return, he passed the grave again. It was now well covered with flowers, but on a rough board at the head of the grave were cut these four words. He died for me. These four simple, one-syllable words sound the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height, and the pathos, the power, and the glory of the Christian faith. He died for me. Can you say with great conviction that Christ died for you, that he died in your place? Listen to the words of this song as the choir sings for us. That's why we praise him.
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion of our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the empty tomb and the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 27, verse 63, 65, and verse 66. Saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, While he was yet alive, after three days I will raise again. Pilate said unto them, You have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. So they they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. One important aspect of the resurrection of Christ, and sometimes it's overlooked or maybe not even realized, is the testimony of the Roman guards and what they involved in the testimony of the resurrection. According to the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ was put on the cross at 9 a.m. and he died by 3 p.m. From 3 to 6 p.m., there's a lot going on, a lot happening, and the detail of the burial of Christ must be worked out and understood. Joseph Arimathea must secure the necessary permission from Pilate to take and be responsible for the body of Christ to properly bury him. At first, Pilate is not sure that Christ has died. He must get verification of the Lord's death. Joseph Arimathea, with the assistance of Nicodemus, have received Pilate's permission for the body of Christ. Now they must prepare the body. After they wrap the body in linen clothes, they anoint the body with spices and a mixture of myrrh and aloes. The body was placed in a tomb where no man had been, thus fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy. His eleven apostles, the ladies, the other disciples, were not anticipating his resurrection, even though he had told them about it, even though it was prophesied to Psalm, they were not looking for it, nor were they expecting it. And you can read Psalm 16, verse 9 and verse 10. If they were anticipating his resurrection, why would the ladies take time to make more spices with the anticipation of further anointing his body? What about the attitude of the two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus? Why are the Roman guards and their testimony so important in the credible evidence of the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ? Think about this. The first night, the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ was unguarded. There was no one guarding his sepulcher, not the Roman guards, not even his apostles. Why are the Roman guards even ordered to protect the tomb of the Lord? It was not his disciples, it was not the Roman authorities who demanded or wanted the tomb of Christ to be protected from vandals or possible grave robbers. Who wanted the tomb of Christ to be guarded by the Roman authorities? It was the unbelieving Pharisees and chief priests. Why did they want the tomb and the body of Christ to be guarded? Because they remembered his words and they were fearful that his disciples would come at night and steal the body and then present him as resurrected. They thought by placing Roman guards there, they had foiled any plot of the eleven apostles. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ occurs. The angel of the Lord did not roll the stone of, to let Christ out of the sepulcher. The stone was rolled away so that people could look into the sepulcher and see it empty of the body of Christ, but the grave clothes were still there and intact. No one had to loose the Lord Jesus Christ from his grave clothes. Compare the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ to Lazarus' resurrection, John chapter 11, verse 41 through verse 44. 
And what about the Roman soldiers? Remember, if they're derelict in their duty, if, if they fell asleep, they, they should have been killed. Matthew chapter 28, verse 11 through verse 14. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city, the watch, the Roman soldiers, and showed unto the chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders, they had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this, that message, comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. They should have been killed. They were derelict in their duty if they were sleeping on duty. And if the disciples came in by night, and remember, there were 16 Roman guards. And of course, the answer is what? The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when the angel of the Lord takes away that stone, and that stone is removed, it's not to let Christ out. He was already resurrected. The chief priest's answer was to give them money. Think upon this. They're the religious leaders. Instead of believing, their answer was to give them money and say the disciples came by night and stole the body while we slept. And notice the powerful words of Matthew twenty-eight fourteen. If this comes to the governor's attention, we will persuade him and secure you, as we said, secure the soldiers from what? From their death. If 11 apostles had stolen the body while 16 guards were sleeping, all 16 guards should have been immediately put to death. No trial, put to death. Then surely either the Roman government or the Jewish religious authorities would have threatened the apostles to produce the body of Christ. And this never happens because the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected bodily. So the unbelieving and hateful Pharisees and chief priests put the Roman guards there to present to prevent the disciples from stealing the body. This senseless idea did not stop the resurrection of Christ, but rather gave one of the strongest, credible evidence to his bodily resurrection. So as we celebrate, not Easter Sunday, but Resurrection Sunday, let us rejoice in his bodily resurrection. Let us rejoice that all true believers will be bodily raised. been listening to join the morning from the altoona bible church we trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast it is our prayerful desire that you know the lord jesus christ is your personal savior so until we meet again by radio this is pastor Stuart mcclellan wishing you god's best for now and for eternity Jesus is